Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Corner 3, as always, presented by our friends at Mechdyne. Scott Christopherson, we have a phenomenal episode of the podcast on top on tap today. Uh, had our first guest, Jazz Kuntz, joins us. And he, the interview that we just did with him, we just wrapped it up, is fantastic. Jazz uh, been on the show. Yeah, it was better than I ever could have hoped it would be. Nearly... Shoot, darn near an hour, man. I didn't think there was any way that we were going to talk that much with him, but that was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's uh, you know, just a, a really character. young yeah. guy. I mean, yeah. he, he comes off as very humble. You know, you can tell he has some perspective on how grateful he is to be playing basketball at Iowa State. Um, but then he's also got a fun personality. You know, he talked to some basketball stuff. We also had some fun with them. So I, I think... Uh, It'll be a good listen for sure. Yeah. It's so unfortunate that international students can't do name, image, and likeness deals because he would be perfect for them, I think. Uh, Why can't they do that? Okay, you'll have to fill me in. Why can't uh, um, international good, players do NIL? It's a good question, Scott. It's a good question. Uh, that has been a, a very intense topic of debate at times. I want to say there was a point when a, when someone in our uh, in Congress noted that Someone, oh, uh, an international student could be a, like a Chinese operative or something like that. Uh, so that's like what this kind of discussion has been about. It, it's as ridiculous as you would expect it to be. Uh, and it's, dude, one of my favorite things I love about you is that you just haven't been following college sports that closely. You haven't been on Twitter, especially. So it's like a lot of these things you're like getting fresh eyes on. And you made one of a hall of fame comment this morning about the, the transfer portal that we're, and we're going to get to that in just a little bit, but it just is, it, it's so funny. Like you come into these and you, you remind me how ridiculous some of them are. And I appreciate that. And the international so not, is a ridiculous, but you're, not, you're not embellishing this jazz can't get an NIL deal because we're concerned that he might be here as a foreign. Like, no, I, that's not absolutely why, but yes, that is what I remember one person saying is a justification for why that should be the case. Man. <laughs> I don't even have the what a place I, we're in. What a time I, to be alive, say, Scott. I, I gotta I'm gonna remain professional. I don't have the words to respond to that. Anyways. You, you don't think he's a spy? He's not a he's not a Slovenian spy. I mean, okay, even if he was a spy, so like if he's a spy and he got in on us, we're gonna stick it to the spies by not allowing them to do NIL. Like if he's a spy, trust me. NIL deals is the least of his concerns. I mean, that's just like, this doesn't even make any sense. I'm sorry. That's just dumb. I'll have to go back and find that quote. I just remember it because they had a bunch of hearings in Congress last year. And like with the committees, one of the committees was hammering the NCAA on this stuff. And that he said something. So one of them said something like that. Uh, all right, really quick. We had, do have a, one thing to touch on. Tristan Anaruno goes into the transfer portal uh yesterday not necessarily an unexpected move uh i think one that people that had followed the program closely knew was likely coming uh unfortunate that it didn't work out differently yes. for him um i do think there maybe were some things behind the scenes that you know i don't know enough about to talk about here but it's just I, I, it's unfortunate it didn't work out i'm interested to see what his next step will be whether or not he'll play more college basketball or if he'll go back home and, and play on overseas. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, Tristan is, I said at the beginning of the year, and I still believe this, I think he was probably their most talented front court player, just as far as his raw ability. Um, you know, to me, I think the style of play that the big 12 is, was not a great fit for him as a four. And I don't think he was quite quick enough or skilled enough to play the three, mm -hmm. but I, I definitely think if he wants to stay in college basketball, you know, he could go to a, a Drake or a UNI or, a, you know, some sort of a mid-major school where he can be that kind of swing four and have some real success. Um, Cause there, he has talent. I also think, you know, there's been a lot of turnover in the last couple of weeks. And I, I think that a lot of times because this team made it to the sweet 16, the initial reaction is like, Oh, that's not good. Or, Oh, you know, what's happening. It's all falling apart. And as much as I loved last year's team, I actually view the amount of turnover they have is probably necessary. You know, we've talked a little bit about this on prior podcasts. This team needed to get more physical in the front court, be able to rebound at a 10 foot level and, and have the strength to hold off the, the Eddie Lampkins of the world. And then in the, the backcourt, they need to get more skilled and be able to have more guys that can go out and, and make the game easy for other players. And if you bring everybody back and you bring in a couple of freshmen, you really don't give yourself much of an opportunity to turn the roster over enough where you have those sorts of options coming in. So, uh, you know, I, I know TJ's hard at work and they're going to be bringing in those sorts of players and uh, I'm glad with the guys that they brought back. I think they're going to have a good mix of carryover with experience from last year's team that can kind of carry that culture over that they built. But hopefully we're able to bring in a little bit more offensive firepower, um, it, you know, through the, the transfer portal. All right. I, we want to talk about the transfer portal just real yes. quick. Uh, man, now that you've seen this thing work, there, I think I saw yesterday there's almost 1,500 kids in the portal right now. Uh, yes. And every single one of them has put out a graphic to say that they're, they're grateful to their former school. They'll always be insert program nickname here. Uh, yeah. What, how do you feel about how this has all played out now that you're getting your first experience seeing it? Couple of things I just want to preface before I say what I'm going to say. One is um, I'm a big fan of the transfer portal. I transferred, I sat out a year. It actually worked in my benefit because I kind of needed it as a medical redshirt year. But I like the idea of kids being able to transfer if they're not, if it's not the right fit for them and go find something that's better suited for what they're looking to get out of college. So I'm not saying this as a, I'm against the transfer portal. But this thing we do where everybody now has a card that's like three paragraphs long. And, 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 and I understand showing a little bit of gratitude towards where you were. I transferred. You will not find someone more grateful for how I was treated at Marquette by Marquette while I was there than me. But like, why do we need to do a three paragraph thing about like how you'll always like I'm transferring from, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers. And then it's like this long heartfelt message about how, but I'll always be a Badger. No, you won't that you're, you're transferring, you're leaving. They don't think you're always going to be a badger. You don't think you're always going to be a badger. We don't need to do a three pair. First off, or not first off, but furthermore, if I look at a card and it's three paragraphs long, I'm not reading it. You get one paragraph of attention for 98% of people. So shorten them up and stop with the like, I'll always be, no, you won't. You're, you're moving on. You were doing what's best for you. I love that. I respect that. Just stop with the melodrama. 
you know, my heart will always be here. No, it won't. Your butt's going to be on a bus or a plane and your heart's going to be somewhere else. There's a lot of graphic designers out there that uh, work for college programs that are now anti-Scott Christopherson. Then doesn't the, want them to have work. The Iowa Twitter community can bring it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. All right. You got anything else? Any other basketball things you wanted to mention before we, uh, we toss it off to Jazz? Um, Did you no, see Pat really. Bev running NBA, around? You see Pat NBA, Bev jump on the scores table last just, night? Huh? You see Pat Bev jump on the scores table last night, man? I did. I, I and I, I saw your your tweet about that. I, it made me laugh. I mean, what were your thoughts on that, Jared? Was it over the top? Was it appropriate? Was it over the top? Oh my goodness! They yeah. wanted to okay. get into the playoffs. Over the top? How over the top was it? it on a scale of one to ten, it was a ten. <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that Pat Bev, he played well. You know, he was being typical Pat Bev. He got he got the technical early in the game for mixing it up yeah. with Marcus Morris and being a weirdo, doing what he does. But, man, the taking your jersey off and tossing it into the crowd, hopping yeah. up on the scorer's table, running around. Like, man, it was just a lot for me for the play-in tournament, you know. I was going to say, I mean – you know, there's a balance. I, I I get it. The Timberwolves have had a, it's been a long decade for them and, and, yeah. and to be back in the playoffs is a big deal. I mean, he was on one, right? Yeah. You know, it, it was a lot. And then the, the funny part is I thought I saw, did he crack a Bud Light in his post-game presser? Wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. I, I believe he did, which may, I mean, maybe he needed something a little stronger just to kind of rein him in and calm him down. But it, I mean, Good for the Timberwolves. It, it was a little much. Uh, but it was funny because he was the only one who did it, you know? Like, like D'Angelo Russell just acted like they, like they just won a game to go to the playoffs. Yes, I understand, like, being excited. And, like, obviously it's a, a good thing. You get to go and play Memphis, who's been playing as well as anybody in the league right now. And yeah. I'm That John Morant versus Pat Bev matchup is going to be appointment television. But just, man, the – and I know he's beaten his former team, too you know, and there was a lot that happened there with the, with the Clippers, but it just was, I, I just walked yeah. away from that. Like, Oh my goodness, dude. Like it, we, it we get it. Yeah. yeah it was we we get it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was something else. Uh, all right, man, we'll talk more hoops here over the next couple of weeks, but we're going to toss it off to jazz coons here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network on corner three. All right, we're joined now on the Corner 3 Podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. It's our first official guest, Scott. Uh, Jeff, we did have Jeff Woody on. I don't know if he counts as a guest, though. So now uh, we're going to make it official. Jazz Coons, what's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for taking the time to, to talk to us. Hey, no problem. I'm, I'm glad you invited me, Ben. For, first thing I got to ask you, do you like the name Jazz? Is that a good nickname for you? Like, just because <laughs> nobody knows how to actually say your name? Hey, I've been going by jazz since probably like five, six years now, ever since I was in high school. Cause I started, I started introducing myself, you know, with my real name, but then you kind of figure out that like people here, like it's hard to pronounce and like, it's hard to remember, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I feel like I don't even know who came up with jazz, but whoever did, thank you. And, you know, ever since then, I just, I just go by jazz. I feel like it's, it's, it's easier for me. It's easier for everyone, honestly. Yeah, how do you sure. pronounce how do you pronounce your your full first name my real name it's aliash okay Aliash. okay uh people don't have a problem repeating it but it's more like remembering it and stuff like that you know right well it's it's funny because always on the the tv broadcast <laughs> they'll try and say your name uh 
once or twice. Yeah. And then they just go to jazz too. They're like, we're not even going to attempt to try and do this out here on the. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of people before like broadcasters before games come up to me and like ask how to pronounce it. And I'm just like, just don't even, don't even try that. <laughs> I love it. Um, man, you were telling us before you guys are back at, back at work. How's everything going now since the season ended? What's, uh, what's it been like for you? Well, obviously it's, it's been a little hectic, you know, with all the, the roster moves and, you know, the, all the, recruiting the coaches are doing you know they're kind of in and out of uh, in and out of aims uh you know but i feel like you know the people that are here still you know we we, we went back to work last monday you know just kind of like went to the way through you know individual workouts like twice a day you know and i feel like we're we're doing good you know um, kind of working on on things that that you don't really have time to work in during the season you know with all the games and the scouting the preparation you know so it's kind of it's a nice change of pace you know to kind of work on your game as you know opposite of kind of working on the team team practice and i i'm interested or we're we're going to kind of come we're going to talk about this year's team and then we're going to cycle back i want to talk about just you like how you got here uh but first i think that what now that you've had some time to take a step back and kind of reflect on the season what was it like for you guys to just outperform I mean I don't even know that there were any expectations for this team but now <laughs> that you've had time to think about it like what what was it like during the moment to you know outperform things and kind of prove people wrong or I don't even know if you proved anybody wrong it's just like to show guys that you guys had something so show people you guys had something going on more than what they probably thought um, well the thing is now that now that you look back you know when you like settle down and you look back at it you, I feel like me personally, like, I don't, I don't really like at the, at the moment, I'm not really look back at it and be like, yo, it was an amazing season, which it, which it was obviously, but we kind of look back at it and we're like, damn, like, you know, we should, we should, we should have won, we should have went further. We should have, we should have won the game, you know? So it's kind of, it's kind of like a bittersweet feeling after that game. But yeah, obviously, like you said, you know, I mean, we definitely proved people wrong. I don't, I don't think we proved ourselves wrong because I feel like, you know, since day one and I feel like everyone, you know, kept saying that, you know, post game, pre game, you know, ever since day one, we kind of saw like the group of guys that we had, uh, you know, but people like for the outside, you know, for the outside looking in, they didn't see that, you know, they, all they had in mind was that two and 22 season last year, you know, new coaching staff, new players, you know, some of, some of the players, you know, me included, like, you know, I didn't have like a 15 point season at Washington state, you know? So like there was a lot of doubt, you know, uh, in the pieces that TJ brought in. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely, it was definitely nice to kind of, you know, show people, show people wrong, uh, you know, kind of bring the, bring the, you know, Hills of Magic back, you know, kind of, and I wouldn't say like, because I mean, I obviously had such a rich history uh, with basketball, but obviously the last couple of years were kind of like a stain in the, in maybe the Iowa State legacy, you know, so kind of, kind of raise that and, you know, bring, bring the, the, the magic back to Hilton, bring people back, uh, you know, kind of uh, with us. And, but yeah, you know, obviously an amazing season, a historic run uh, you know not just not just for for Iowa State but also for every one of us and uh, none of us none of us has been uh, you know in the Sweet 16 we had a couple I think I think uh, Gabe played in the tournament his freshman year uh, they, they went to the second round uh, Isaiah played the same Bonnie and you know George had had that that one year of the tournament but you know none of us none of us came that far so obviously it was it was an amazing achievement but like I said you know looking back at it now it's like it's kind of like it hurts a little bit that we couldn't make it, you know, further. And Jazz, with you guys obviously had so many new pieces come together all at once. 
uh, and you guys, you know, believed in yourself because you guys saw the talent that you had in your in the room. But was there a couple of a moment or a, a couple of moments that come to mind this year where you really felt like the team came together and you guys started to see like, hey, you know, we could be we could be really good. We could be a d- dangerous team come March. I mean, I feel like it started like in the beginning, you know, just like the first couple of practices because, you know, the coaches established like the, 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 the culture of like competing, you know, with one, one another, you know, I, the practices, like I've been, I've been a part of some college programs, you know, different coaching staffs. The practices were, wasn't, weren't like three, four hours long. Like maybe I had some in the past, you know? So it was like, you know, a little shorter se- segments, but like, you know, we went at it. Yeah. And, you know, as, as soon as you see the, you know, the, the, the fire, and like, you know, your teammates and like, you know, you, you know, we can be dangerous. And then I just feel like, you know, coaching staff did an amazing job kind of giving us roles and kind of making sure that, you know, people stick to their roles and kind of, you know, be, a, I think they had a saying, you know, throughout the whole year, be a star in your role. Uh, you know, not, not everyone can score 20, 30 points a night, you know, and not everyone is going to score 20, 30 points a night. So, uh, you know, when you have Isaiah going off and, you know, when you have Gabe having like, 30 point games you know we had one in New York and then against Texas and obviously one in the tournament it's important that like the rest of the 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 the, the players you know the starters the bench you know that everyone kind of does what they're expected to do and you know then you kind of put together the, this puzzle you know different pieces and you know when 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 I saw that we you know that we have personalities on the team that are able to do that because you know a lot of players aren't able, you know, to put their ego aside and kind of let, you know, someone else shine, shine that game, you know, but when you see that, when you, you know, when you get to know your teammates, you know, when you hang out off the court on the court and like, you see that, like, we actually have a, a group of guys that is capable of doing that. I think that was the moment for me that I, that I was like, okay, we can, we can definitely win some games and we can surprise some people. Was there a moment in the big 12 season? Cause I think, <laughs> you know, you there, you guys had such a tough, start to the big 12 season in that you played i mean texas tech twice i think out of the gate on the road at baylor kansas you had a couple of games against them you know you're three and nine was there ever a moment in that time in the big 12 season where you guys felt like you doubted yourself or i I guess how did you guys kind of will your way through that because i I've played on teams where that would have, that broke us and we just kind of mailed it in, but you guys were really able to galvanize yourself the the last stretch of the season and then obviously get hot in the tournament. Talk a little bit about what that was like and, and, you know, maybe how the locker room stuck together. Yeah. I mean, the thing, I think the same, I want to say the same thing happened last year, at Washington state, you know, we went to the, in the tournament play uh, in a conference play undefeated. And then we had a heartbreaking loss against Arizona and, I think that the same similar thing happened this year. You know, we went into conference play with 12 and 0. You know, then we had a number one Baylor come come to Ames. You know, and I think, I think that that loss, even though we were we were close and we lost by by I feel like six or seven. You know, that kind of showed the reality of the Big 12. And like that was the moment when we were like, okay, every single game is going to be a war. Like it's not like. It's not like any. It's the best conference in the in the in the in the nation for a reason. You know, so every single game home or away it doesn't really matter because anyone can beat anyone you know at, at any point at any point in time so I feel like just keeping them in like when we went through like the four game I think it was a fourth game losing stretch uh you know in the second half of the the conference play just keeping that that mentality you know that like okay we we're going to you know fourth work to play TCU they beat us at home so what we can beat them 
at their place, you know? So just kind of having that mentality, you know, throughout, throughout the whole conference that no matter what happens, you know, the next game, the next game, you know, is, is, is winnable. You know, it doesn't matter where you go. Even, even at Baylor, you know, we were down what 25 and, you know, we showed character and came back and, you know, showed that like, it doesn't really matter who or where or, or when you play, uh, you know, because, you know, every single team in the big 12 has talent and every single, you know, and physicality and capability of winning games. Uh, you know, I feel like that's why big 12 teams do so well in non-conference. That's why big 12 teams, you know, do good in, in, in the, in the tournament in March, uh, you know, so just keeping that composure, you know, through that bad stretch we had. And, you know, I think we were like, I think when, when it happened, we were stuck at like, I want to say 16 wins, 16 wins. And, you know, just kind of, you know, also like the coaching staff, you know, TJ kind of, kind of calming, calming us down. You know, we have like six more games, let's win four, let's win five. And, you know, we get the, the magical 20 win season and make the tournament, you know, cause I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, you know, obviously like after the 12 and 0, your expectations are super high, you know, even for the, even for the big 12 conference. And then, and then after that, after that, that, that bad stretch we had, you know, some players maybe doubted our capability of making the tournament, you know, but I think, you know, just kind of sticking with each other and, you know, kind of, you know, getting back to the fundamentals, you know, and, you know, the coaches obviously did a great job, you know, preparing us for games and kind of analyzing what we did wrong. So, you know, we kind of always stayed the, the course, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, we pre-planned, you know, before the season even started. So I feel like it was just, it's just about that, you know, just kind of, it's always, it's, it's always just kind of keep keeping your, you know, staying on your path because obviously work in the past, you know, in the non-conference, you know, we had a, a couple a couple, you know, power five quad one wins, you know. So obviously if you did it in the past, you can do it, you can do it right now. So just like in, to summarize, just just kind of keeping that composure, you know, and just having like in the back of your mind that it doesn't really matter who you play, that you can still win any 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 game. You and I talked in in Chicago a little bit about uh the bringing Hilton magic thing back. And that's something you guys have, have talked about a lot. I talked to George a lot about that because he told me a lot of times just how much personal responsibility he felt for that. What was that like is for you as a player or even, you know, early in the year, like people came to the game, obviously, but it to see it build. And I think the kind of culmination of that rebirth was, was that Iowa game uh, in the atmosphere that you guys had for that one. What was that like as a player to see that and then to, you know, be able to feed off of that? Because I think, I think anybody who's watched you play knows that or can see that you really feed off of that energy from the crowd. I mean, obviously last year it was, you know, it was kind of odd to play, I would say, you know, in front of the, the, the empty in empty arena. And, you know, my, my, my first two years at Washington state, you know, basketball is a number is not the number one sport. It was, you know, so the, I feel like this, the support or like, I wouldn't say the support, but like the attendance at our games wasn't, wasn't at the highest, you know? So then we would go to like Arizona, you know, Arizona state and you would kind of see what that feels like. But then coming to Ames, you know, I've heard a lot of stories before I came here, you know, Hilton Magic, you know, highest attendance in the Big 12, top 10 attendance, you know, in, in, in NCAA, whatever. But, you know, you don't really, like, believe it or, like, you don't really feel it until it happens, you know. And like you said, you know, people people came out, you know, at, at our season opener, uh, you know, but then after we – I wouldn't even say after we started winning, but I feel like after we showed them the way we play because I feel like for the people, you know – I like Iowa State fans are obviously like very loyal so it doesn't really matter if you win or lose it's about you know the character you show and the way you play and I feel like the way we played this year was you know we kind of you know it was it might have been ugly you know it so I feel like you know it wasn't it wasn't 
pleasing to the eye. So obviously they didn't came to 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 watch, you know, some poetry in motion, whatever you know you would call it. <laughs> they kind of so you know they, they they came to watch Iowa State basketball. You know, they came to watch us, you know, the, the you know, 12 young men that, you know, gave everything on the court and, you know, winning, winning just came with it. And obviously, obviously that Iowa game was special. You know, it was definitely something that I've never experienced in my life. I, I talked to my, my parents before the season, you know, because they were planning out a trip uh, to Ames, you know, for a couple of games. And I was like, you have to be there. Like I heard, I heard like if there's one game you have to come to, it has to be the Iowa game. And they did come. And it was it was special, man. It was it was really something crazy. So, Jazz, what's it like? So I TJ recruited me to Iowa State. I've known him <laughs> for quite a long time, but I didn't get to know him as a head coach. He was an assistant when I was there. Talk about him, kind of the approach he brought into helping try to turn the program around. And then what's what's he like as a coach? Man. <laughs> I must say he's very different from the coaches I had in the past. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good thing. Obviously it, it showed this year that it's a good thing, but it just, I feel like with him, it's so, you know, it, 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 everything starts with discipline, you know, uh, keeping the locker room clean, you know, doing your work off of the court, you know, in the classroom, whatever, you know? So early on, you know, we had a lot of sanctions, you know, if, if, if your shoes were, were uh, just laying around the locker room, the team had to run, you know, if you missed the class, the team had to run. So I feel like it was, it was the establishing like the, the ground rules and the fundamentals, you know, early on, the kind of, the kind of kept us going, uh, you know, towards our common goal, you know, in the future. And then, you know, he loves his early, early morning practices, you know? So I feel like that's also one, one thing that kind of stood out or like that may, that might differentiate us from, you know, the other teams we were up and about at like six, six, 30 a.m. already in the gym working out, you know, individually. And then, and then, you know, having a team workouts at like 730, uh, you know, so that kind of, I would say, you know, and, and then, you know, he kept, he kept bringing that, you know, after, you know, a loss or after a win, he kept bringing that 7 a.m. or 5, 6 a.m. soccer field conditioning, you know, uh, you know, that when you face adversity, uh, it's, it's those moments that you think about, you know, and, and kind of like brings us back together because we were like, I remember it was in, it was preseason 6am soccer field with Pete, you know, it was like, it was dark. It was pitch black. He was walking around with like a flashlight on his phone. It was raining. It was raining. It was cold as shit. Like I, I, I really felt like, like I felt like my, right rights as a human being are being violated but like <laughs> but it but, it, but those are the mo but those are the moments and you think back to you know when, when you face adversity throughout throughout the season and you know you kind of like because it was only 12 of us on that soccer field you know like it's 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 just the it's just you and your family you know kind of going going at it so i feel like you know he's tj is very good at kind of establishing that that um like the 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 I wouldn't say like team chemistry, but just kind of the environment mm -hmm. where you kind of lean on each other and, you know, you kind of like, you're not just teammates, you're like your family. Definitely. And, you know, he, 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 he's really big on that. And, you know, and, and the same goes as, 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 you know, with, with the coaching staff, you know, if I need anything right now, I can call any, any one of them, you know, and they're going to, they're going to drive to me right now and, you know, try to help me as, as best as they can. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like as a TJ, as a leader, he's just, you know, a, his leadership skills are superior, you know, and obviously, uh, obviously his recruiting skills are, are, are great as well, you know, but 
as far as as far as as far as on the core goes it's 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 you know establishing the discipline you know the the small things you know the details you know he's a very detail oriented person uh and obviously focusing on defense you know <laughs> i think that's his that's his go to you know play play hard on defense and everything and and like offense is kind of going to going to align with it would you, you guys spend them oh go ahead jared no i was just going to say you mentioned his recruiting ability what what's that first phone call <laughs> you get from him like what was it like and what what well, was I, he I, telling you about the first time i talked to him he was still um, a head coach at unlv so i wasn't even <clears throat> I, I didn't even know iowa state was at play uh you know but then as soon as he got the job at iowa state like his recruiting you know mm-hmm. just stayed the same you know he didn't really change a thing so i you know I, I really appreciate that you know that he can he's a very honest uh person you know he's gonna tell you tell you how it is and he's not gonna change his approach you know regardless of if he's a head coach at, you know, UNLV or Iowa State or it doesn't really matter. So obviously, you know, he he told me, you know, how the situation looks like. You know, he told me about the players that he already brought in. He told me about the players that, you know, he's planning on on, on bringing, bringing in. And, and, you know, and then he said – and then, I mean, it doesn't really matter. What, what, like a lot of coaches, you know, kind of tell you what you want to hear to come, you know. And, like, obviously, obviously, you know, as a player – as a player, sometimes you feel like that's a wrong approach. You know, that like, I feel like the coach should be honest to me, um, you know, how, like what they, what they're planning with me or whatever. But I feel like as a player, you, you, you know, that like when you show up on, on, on campus, you know, the first day and when you show up in practice the first day, it doesn't matter what they told you. Like the only thing that matters is how you, how you go out and perform and how you compete and what do you do and your, you know, daily habits and, you know, working out and, you know, kind of showing your character. So it doesn't really matter what they tell you pre-hand it's what 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 you 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 know you do when you come come in but obviously you know just giving me the opportunity of coming here you know being able to 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 do what i do you know uh i really appreciate him for that you know the whole coaching staff obviously was a part of the process as well what'd you know about iowa state before that anything nothing (laughs) i love it i mean i like I, i didn't know anything about Ames. yeah yeah or Iowa is a state. Obviously, Iowa State has such a rich basketball, you know, history and like other sports, you know, uh, that obviously, you know, I've, I've watched the tournament in the past, you know, uh, so you, 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 I saw, you know, I saw Iowa State play a couple of times um, and, you know, Big 12 obviously is a, like, I feel like when you're, a, when you're a kid in high school and you put on college basketball, Big 12 should be on top of your list, you know. So obviously I knew, I knew like from, from the basketball perspective, I knew, I knew a little bit, but like as far as Ames or like Iowa or like the weather, I didn't know nothing. How much? One last thing on TJ. So there's a lot of speculation <laughs> among the fan base on his biceps. Hmm. So hey, how dude. much time does he put in the weight room? He's a things beast. outside of his biceps. And what size is that polo he wears? Because there, there's a lot of speculation on what the size is. You got the inside scoop. We need to know. Hey, I'm gonna say all I'm gonna say is he's a beast. We <laughs> we, we would have we would have seven seven a.m. practices, you know, so seven a.m. on the court. Uh, then our assistant coaches, our GAs, would text us six thirty on the court, you know, for some individual work. So I feel like in the summer and preseason, like we was we was at Suk up around six fifteen. He was already finishing up his lift. <laughs> so, like, he, like he lives he comes to the weight room like i don't even know 5 a.m just moving weight like 
moving weight. And <laughs> you, you, you went on the road with us, uh, you know, you probably saw him as well. Like he, he works out all the time. So I don't know what this, what the size of his polo is, but I'm pretty sure like it's, it's big. Like it's, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's, not, a, it's not, it's not a medium. It's not a child's medium. It's not an optical illusion. He, okay. He, okay. Yeah. I love it. All right. I want to take you back a little bit. How, how'd you fall in love with basketball? Uh, shit, we got, we got to go way back for that one. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, so back home, like we don't have football, we don't have baseball, you know, um, I feel like number one sport, soccer, uh, the real football and the number, number two sport is, is probably basketball, you know? So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's a lot of options back home. And, you know, I had some, I had some family history with basketball, you know, my, my, my dad loves basketball. Uh, my, 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 uh, my mom, my mom, she loves basketball as well. So it was kind of, I wouldn't say a given, but like after trying out soccer for a little bit and, you know, I didn't really like it. And then it was, it was time to try out basketball and, you know, I was, I was kind of good at it. So, you know, when you're, when you're a little kid and you can just go out and give out some buckets, it's fun. And then, you know, slowly, slowly you just kind of fall in love, not, not just with the sport, but just, you know, with, with the, you know, how you develop as a person, how you develop as a, as a human being. And, you know, like, I feel like when I look back at it, when I started, like the, the things that I'm most grateful for aren't the ability to dunk or like, you know, that I can score a three. I feel like it just is the relationships I build, you know, it's the, it's the destinations that basketball took me. I mean, I'm like 5,000 miles away from home, you know, who would have thought and, you know, um, and just kind of, you know, the, 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 the values and, you know, that you develop as, as a person, not as a player. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the most grateful for those things, you know? Well, that, that takes me into my next question. How did you end up coming to America to play and how did you end <laughs> up at that prep school that you did? Well, Mark, like March Madness is, is, is a worldwide event, you know, it's, so I feel like, you know, as, as from the moment I started playing basketball, that was kind of like, like, you, you know, you'd watch it on TV, you would see, you would see, you know, highlights of a one shining moment, you know, and you kind of, you kind of, you look at the TV and you're like, I want to like, I want to play there, you know, I want to, I want to be on, on that stage. So even before I came, uh, you know, to my high school in Florida, I kind of had an idea that like, if I do want to go the college route, that that's what I have to do. You know, I have to, because uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, you know, Europeans that get recruited, you know, from, uh, from their countries and, you know, they go straight to college. But I feel like for me, you know, coming from a small country, you know, maybe not being able to showcase my skills against the best competition, it was the best move for me, you know, to kind of go to the United States, you know, come a little closer so you know the coaches can 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 actually come come see me play uh you know so it was it, it was a hard decision but like obviously it was it was the smart one and uh you know the one I kind of had to make in order to you know to 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 be able to play college basketball do you feel like Slovenian basketball's gained a lot of respect <laughs> in the last handful of years I mean I think the Olympics probably I know they didn't get a medal but I'm sure that helped a lot and obviously having Luca doing what he's doing helps a lot 100 percent. I mean I feel like even before Luca you know um basketball in Slovenia was was pretty big you know and people people love it uh you know people love the the the, the national team you know the club club there we had we used to have a club team that, that you know that participated in EuroLeague I remember when I was a kid I would go to those games and it was like it was like a re like it was like arena like Hilton just mm -hmm. packed and the and the fans in Europe can get a little crazier than here you know so the environment was just 
just different. Uh, but yeah, obviously, you know, since Luca, you know, uh, you know, started playing for a national team, you know, we won the European Championship. You know, we qualified for the Olympics for the first time. Obviously, we came up a little short. Uh, but yeah, he definitely, he definitely put Slovenia on the map. You know, uh, not because I feel like. In, in Slovenia, you know, we always knew what we were capable of and, like, who Luka is, who Goran Dragic is, you know. But I feel like they helped, you know, the world recognize us as well, you know, as, as a basketball powerhouse, honestly, you know, at, at the moment. Uh, you know, it definitely put a lot of exposure, uh, you know, to, to the country. You know, a lot of young players uh, are able to, you know, make moves because of him. You know, like, they, like Real Madrid recruited him, you know, at a very young age and, I, th I think since since they recruited him, they they brought like three, four more Slovenians, you know, kind of kind of to their youth academy, you know. And then obviously, obviously, you know, the 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 the, the young the young kids that started playing basketball because of you know the success uh, we had the last couple of years, you know, uh, is very important, you know, for the for the development in the future. So yeah, I, I, like you know everyone respects him, you know, and I, and me as a, as a, as a fellow basketball player, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful, you know, for what, what he's done and what, what the whole national team has done, you know, for the country. And I, I, I hope he's okay though. He just got hurt though two days ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh, there's no timetable for his return. So hopefully he'll be back here. Uh, first couple games of this playoff series. What, what was the biggest, biggest culture shock moment for you coming <sighs> from coming to America? Man. <laughs> Probably food, ah, honestly. No, no disrespect, but it ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got used to it right now, but like, just like I and I and I always say that you know every every time someone asks me, just like, it's like the basic basic things like milk, eggs, bread. Like it just take like McDonald's tastes different, you know. And like you would expect like a chain to be the just just be the same worldwide but like it just it's not you know so it was it was really hard for me to to get used to food you know especially I mean now you know in college it's a little better you know because you know we we get taken care of and you know the yeah. food that we get is you know quality food and you know but in high school you know it was like it was a uh, I love my time in Florida and you know I'm grateful to impact you know for giving me the opportunity to to, to go to Washington State you know after that but you know it was like it was a small school you know, it was mac and cheese basically every day. So, you know, you can, you can imagine me. I never had, I've, I've never had American mac and cheese in my life. And then all of a sudden I'm eating it every day. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be terrible if I stay here. But then, you know, when you, when you get used to it and then you like, you kind of, you, you go a step higher, you know, to college, obviously it's, it's, it's way different, but, but I'd say the food and the people as well, you know, I feel like people here are a little more, open a little more you know extroverted kind of communicative you know i feel like you know just even even in florida and i was nobody you know our school was small no one knew who i was you know you'd go to the grocery store and you know people would stop you and start talking to you and you know ask about where you're from and you know when you see that you're not from america and you know obviously they they can see that you're an athlete so you know kind of that i feel like you know people back home just kind of go they they go about their business you know no one's gonna no one's gonna stop you in the middle of the street asking you questions but you know i, I feel like i feel like that's a, you know that's a that, that's a good thing uh you know about about american and american culture you know just kind of being being open to to you know other other human beings around you jazz you made the decision to come back for your fifth year 
I did. What do you go into this off season? What do you talk a little bit about what you thought about with that decision, why you chose <laughs> to come back and then what, what's kind of your plan or what are some things now that you've been in the program for a year, I think, you know, just with the way you play the game and approach it, I think next year you'll be a, a big time leader for this team. What do you kind of see as the next step in your game or next couple of steps in your game that you really want to kind of bring to the fold for next year's team? Well, yeah, I mean, to, to go back to the beginning of the question, you know, I feel like after Miami, I want to say we had like two days off and then we had individual meetings with TJ, you know, so obviously that the meeting we had was played a big part in my decision, you know, and then also just kind of, <laughs> I'm not going to say unfinished business because, you know, we didn't make this with 16, which, which, you know, is a, an achievement, but just, you know, just kind of, just kind of, you know, take advantage of the, of the COVID year that we got, you know, why not, you know, kind of, uh, you know, try to try to be better than we were uh, this year, you know, kind of, uh, stay in the, in the Iowa State community for one more year and, uh, you know, try to try to bring people uh, a little more joy and, enter, and entertainment, you know, watching our games. And then from, from the academic standpoint, I do still need one more year to, uh, to get my master's degree. Uh, so I feel like, you know, my mom didn't send me so far from home to come back home without a master's degree. So obviously I got to finish up that. But yeah, it was, um, it, was, it, was, it, was it was an easy decision, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, when I when I first came to Iowa State, you know, I I wasn't really sure uh, if I'm gonna come for one year or two years. I, I, I mean, the coaching staff thought I was gonna come for two years, but you know, the <laughs> but, <laughs> you, you would have other options, right? You could go. Yeah, play. but then after you know, after you playing play in you, Europe professionally, I'm yeah. sure right away. So that was kind of what you know. That's what I was get, getting at is just weighing that decision for yourself. But yeah, but then after, you know, playing here and, you know, seeing, seeing the love and, uh, you know, the, the, the people have for the basketball program and, you know, the appreciation that people show, uh, not just, you know, in Hilton, but, you know, also outside, outside of basketball, uh, it was, it, it made the decision very easy, uh, obviously, uh, you know, but it's going to be a different team, you know, than this year. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can, we can do what we did this summer, you know, in this preseason, kind of like I was talking about, uh, you know, bringing the, the different pieces, you know, together. Uh, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the coaching staff is, is, is doing a great job recruiting, you know, kind of, and I think that's, that's also an important part, you know, that's, um, and, you know, TJ and the coaching staff as, as recruiters, you know, not just kind of, not just kind of, you know, checking the transfer pool and seeing like, Oh, he's averaging 15 points a game. Let's get it. You know, it's kind of getting to know the person, you know, kind of see if, if he's going to fit in, in the system we're running, you know, if his personality might fit, uh, in the system we have, you know, what, what, what is he like on the court? What is he like off the court? Like, I think I, uh, I came into one of the assistant coaches, doesn't really matter office a couple of days ago. And there was a, there was like a, a, a recruiting list and like under each player, there was like little bullet points, you know, obviously some of, some of them were statistical numbers, you know, and like how, how he was uh, on the court, but then there was like his favorite, NBA team, his favorite NFL team, his favorite food, how many siblings he has, you know, just kind of stuff like that, that kind of, uh, you know, uh, differentiate. Because you, you you have a lot of people in the portal, you know, that can score. Uh, you have a lot of people in the portal that can block shots. You obviously got a lot of people in the portal, you know, that can dunk the ball. Uh, but, you know, just finding, I feel like finding the right piece is what you as a coach are trying to achieve. You know, they did an amazing job 
last year. So, um, so I kind of expect them to do the same job this year. <laughs> what, uh, what, what sort of pieces to your game do you want to try to add this off season, you know, going into, going into next year? Uh, I mean, just kind of, you know, obviously, obviously, uh, gain a couple of pounds, you know, and, and, and hit the weight from a little bit, um, because our big 12 is a physical league, you know, and, you know, I was, I was put at, I was put at the five, five spot, uh, a couple of times this season, you know, so just kind of adding that to adding that to my game and then just kind of being, being more aggressive, maybe on offense, you know, kind of taking, taking some shots that, that might not be wide open, you know, just kind of, I feel like, you know, me as a, as a, as a three point shooter, I I'm, I'm confident, you know, in, in my ability to knock him down. So just kind of shifting that gear to, you know, kind of maybe take, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a bad shot, but you know sometimes a contested three, you know, uh, uh, and then you know defensively, obviously, just keep doing you know what what I'm doing individually and keep doing what we were doing as a unit, you know, taking charges, rotating, you know, being in the gap, you know, playing the passing lanes because uh, we we saw this year that you know offensively we weren't the best team and you know we weren't the best shooting team, so kind of doing those things on, on the defensive end, you know, taking charges and like getting steals and, and blocks and, you know, rotating that kind of helps our offense, uh, you know, run, run transition, uh, get extra possessions. So I feel like, you know, just kind of keep doing that because I feel like in, in, in basketball, in modern day basketball nowadays, like there's not a lot of people that are willing to do those things you know i feel like there, there there's a lot of people that and we were talking about you know uh be a star in your role and like how you have to do you know what you ask for not just what what you might think is you should do uh you know so i feel like i'm i'm i'm, I'm really good at like doing what other people don't necessarily like to do or maybe they're not capable of doing um but yeah i mean offensively obviously lo- losing huge pieces to our offense you know we're gonna have to see how the how the coaching staff is gonna adapt, you know how they're gonna change, uh, you know the the offensive game uh, from last year. But yeah, I feel like you know just kind of and like and like we talked also before, you know, just kind of coming in as a as a leader. I mean, obviously it's it I'm I'm not it's it's only my second year at Iowa State, but it's my fifth year in college. You know, I've I've been through it all. I've seen I've seen all types of basketball. I've played against you know all types of competitions. So just kind of bringing bringing that knowledge and and experience, you know not just to the team, but, you know, to the, to the younger guys coming in, you know, the, the three freshmen we got, we got coming in next year. Uh, so, yeah, I'll would, I would just say that those, those, those type of stuff. You, you play the game, people respect the way you play the game. I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but the fans love you. Like when the, when you announced that you were coming back, Jared was talking about it on Twitter. Like, yeah, you're like the most universally liked cyclone that, that, that he's, that he's seen on Twitter. And I think because you play, you always make winning plays. You don't worry about scoring or shooting like you can do that. I think that next year's team with Isaiah leaving, you will people will gravitate towards you because they respect the way you play the game. You don't you you, you there's never a moment I watch you play and I'm like, "Oh, he's thinking about himself." You're always thinking about the team and I think that that will propel you even though you've only been here this will be your second year. I think people will gravitate to you because of that. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, my dad used to always say, you know, uh, if you score, that's that's one happy person. But if you if you assist, that's that's two happy people right there. You know, you make you make yourself happy and you make another person happy. Uh, you know, just and 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 yeah, like I, like I said, you know, just for me, it's not it's not really about scoring. Obviously, everyone loves to score. You know, and obviously, you know, when when the opportunity presents itself, I'm gonna take it and you know take a shot, or whatever. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's about the smaller things, you know. It's about you know playing hard. It's about you know showing showing your your true self. And like we talked about, you know, you, how 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 through basketball, like you develop certain values and certain uh, you know character. And I think that like me playing the game and, you know, that's what I do. I show my character and I show, you know, the way I play. And, and yeah, I think people, people do love that. You know, although I don't have, I don't have Twitter, so I can't really see like the love on Twitter, but yeah, I can, I can definitely see that when I, when I go out, you know, out and about uh, aims, you know, definitely people. And I, and I really appreciate it. And that's also, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that the, the decision, you know, to stay was, was not that difficult, you know, because people really, people really like basketball here. And, you know, obviously, obviously I, I think football is probably still number one sport, but it, it's really close, you know. Uh, you, you talked about just having to replace pieces and things like that. And the, obviously the most <laughs> important or biggest piece you guys have to replace is Isaiah. What was he like? What will replacing that impact that he made on the court but also off the court, what will that be like? I mean, you know, I feel like as as, as players, you know, the ones that that that's, that decided to stay here, uh, we don't we don't really worry about that. You know, I feel like mm -hmm. at this at this point point of year, this is uh, this is a problem for the coaching staff. You know, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're the ones that have to they have to go and find find a new Isaiah. You know, not not us. But obviously, you know, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be hard, but. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot of players that, that have played a lot of college basketball, you know, throughout my years, I didn't just change a bunch of teammates. I also changed uh, the coaching staff like two, three times, you know, I had three different head coaches from my college career. So obviously it's a big loss, you know, but he's on to bigger and better things, you know, and, you know, it, it's amazing to see, uh, you know, his development since, since, since summer that he came on campus and, you know, where he's at now and, you know, hopefully, you know, he can, he can make it done make it done in this off season but but yeah i feel like you know it's it's, it's definitely going to be and we're going to have to adapt you know it, it's that that's not just like 17 18 points a game or whatever you know it's also it's also a defensive impact it's also you know he led the team in rebounds you know that's i don't know seven rebounds a game uh it's also 10 to 15 shots a game that you know mm -hmm. some other people are going to have to take now so i think i think you know but uh, but I feel like those are like, I feel like those are like sweet worries, you know, like I feel like as a coach, that's, that's the kind of challenge that, that, that you kind of like to have, obviously, obviously you'd, you'd love to have him back. So you don't have to worry about, it, but I feel like just kind of, just kind of, you know, um, trying to, you know, fix a problem. I, mean, I wouldn't even say a problem, but just kind of trying to put, adapt. Putting the puzzle together. Yeah. yeah. Putting the puzzle together, you know, and, and, and the whole coaching staff, the whole coaching staff, you know, experienced that before. You know, they all had players that, that that left after one year. They had players that went to the NBA. They had players to, they went pro. You know, and I feel like I have I have no doubt that uh, the TJ and the coaching staff are going to do a good job uh, replacing him or like changing, shifting the game around. How, how good do you think Tyrese Hunter can be for this team? Going <laughs> he obviously had a, a remarkable freshman season, but I think we all would agree. A lot of times you make your biggest improvement between your freshman and sophomore year. Oh yeah, he can he can be really good. <laughs> I was gonna say, talk a little bit about what you see. Obviously, if some of this is left to be played out, you know, he's got to put the work in in the gym and all that yeah. stuff, and I, I'm sure he will. But what do you see for him and his future as a cyclone? See the, like you said, you know how people how people make a, the biggest jump, you know, uh, between the freshman and the sophomore season. 
I feel like a lot of me as a freshman as well, and, you know, all the freshmen that I, I've 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 seen, you know, uh, I feel like the biggest the biggest jump they do is kind of not in the way they play basketball, but just maybe the way they approach basketball. You know, like they know what to expect. They know, you know, how people are gonna play the game. They know like how teams read, you know, the pick and rolls, how teams uh, rotate on defense. You know, how how to challenge a big at the rim. You know, just kind of like the, the in and outs of, of college basketball. I feel like that's like the biggest jump you make from um, from your freshman and sophomore season. Obviously, you know, coming from high school, you know, adding a couple a couple of pounds. You know, obviously, we we work out a lot, so his his game's gonna develop. I'm I'm not worried about that. But you know, but but if I go back to that mentality shift, like seeing him as a freshman, it, it felt. I mean, I'm and I'm pretty sure it felt like to you guys, you know, as well. Like like he already has that. You know, like I feel like. The, like the shit, like he doesn't have to make a shift, you know. And I and I said that after the Miami game, or maybe it was after it was the after LSU game. I've seen a lot of freshmen, uh, you know, but I haven't seen a lot of freshmen like him, you know. Just the way he approaches the game, the way he he goes into the game, just fearless, you know. Like it doesn't matter who's 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 standing in front of him, you know. Uh, and so I feel like you know, for him, the biggest thing is going to be, you know, to kind of like. Maybe maybe work on you know his shot uh, decision making you know his shot selections at times but like I feel like as a freshman you know he did an amazing job like you 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 know you see freshmen come in and they struggle you know you see freshmen come in and they can't handle the pressure you see freshmen come in and you know whatever uh, but I think you know watching him play he 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 didn't really look like a freshman on the court you know and you know playing with him obviously is. It's been a great experience, and 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 next year, you know, when he when he matures a little bit, and like I said, adds a couple of pounds and works on his game, you know, he's gonna be he's gonna be an elite point guard, and uh, you know, that's exactly what what the team is gonna need from him next year as well. All right, I've got a couple quick ones for you, uh, real quick. Besides one of your teammates, who was the hardest player in the Big Twelve to guard? You mean besides one of my teammates? Well, yeah, you got to pick somebody besides one of your teammates. That's a cop out. I want to hear who was one of the other opposing players that's toughest to guard. My teammates aren't hard to guard. Just ask Isaiah. I'd lock his ass up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, the the hardest people to guard was when I was playing the five. Yeah. Like, you know, McCormick. You know, from Kansas. Like it's just a just a. A structure that you know I, I, that is just you know he's a he's a different different beast. Jared has an answer that he's specifically hoping for from you. And I'll I'm a you, big Eddie Lampkin fan. Man. There, there's a, there's hey, a specific player. I love, hoping I, love, I love Eddie Lampkin, but I, I don't think I've ever guarded him. I don't okay. think I've ever guarded him. Uh, but yeah, I love Eddie Lampkin. But I want I, I mean, from Iowa State or from from like all the years. It can be anybody. Anybody you've guarded. I think Matisse Stiebel was 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 hard to guard at Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, uh, Remy Martin was was hard to guard. I don't think he didn't play against us at Kansas, but you know, playing him at at Arizona State. Uh, and then everyone, I mean, everyone in the Big Twelve, just because of the the, the talent and the physicality, you know. Uh, but but just a disclaimer, I would I would lock up Isaiah Brockington, so you can. <laughs> You can he he cannot score on me. That's, That's got to be the headline right there. I would lock his ass up. I would lock his ass up. He knows that too. It's all good. I love it. What's your favorite place to eat? Names. I know you said you didn't. You don't know, like the food, but. When... Oof. That's a great question. 
I love the Fuji lunch special, hibachi. Uh, Hickory Park's good. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, I've heard cornbread is good, but I haven't had a chance chance to visit yet because they're always so busy. So I never get I never get a table. Man, uh, I think you could walk in; they'd get you a table. We can we can figure out a way to get to get make sure you get a table. We can try, but but yeah. Besides that, I don't. I mean, SBC, the Spark Performance Center, is a great food. <laughs> so the ones we get you know every every dinner you know as, as athletes they, they they take care they take good care of us so for sure who's your favorite basketball player uh damn those are kind of hard i mean obviously obviously i'm a, I'm a mavericks fan you know <clears throat> and as the whole country is uh so no surprises there but um i do like i do like lebron i do have to admit i like lebron and, but I also like KD and Steph. So I don't, I don't really discriminate. Like if, if I see good basketball, I like it. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not one of the guys that, that, you know, hate on players. You know, I, I respect greatness. So even though there, there, there might be some players that you, you might not like their, their playing style, but you just like, you have to respect their ability to just go get buckets, you know? Yeah. That's a perfect answer. I appreciate the fact it's unfortunate now that uh, saying you like LeBron is like a shameful thing to say. Right. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or I mean, even like saying that you know, you can you can make an argument that he's he's the goat, you know. So I feel like if 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 you say he's the goat and you can give me like two or three arguments, you know, I can I can definitely respect that. And you know, uh, saying I don't know, the Giannis is the most skilled player in the NBA, like I can respect that as well, you know. Although he might not have like the the the, the ball handling as other players, but hey, if you can go on the court and just get buckets on will, like that's skill right there. So. So yeah, I can I can definitely respect everyone's opinion, you know, especially especially on on topics like that. What's your favorite sport besides basketball? Football, but not the ones not the ones you think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not American football. Do you have you gotten a chance? Did you go to any of the games last year? The football games? Oh yeah, we went. I feel like we went. I want to say we went to all the home games, most of them. Uh, I love the environment, obviously. <clears throat> I love the game as well. I, I came, I came to, I came to love it. It's a little too long for my taste and, you know, yeah. it's some rules I don't understand, but, but just the environment, um, you know, and seeing and seeing, you know, uh, Jack tries magic, you know, in person, uh, is, is something special, you know, and, and yes, we went, we went to most of the games and it, it was a good time for sure. Favorite type of music and your favorite music artist. Hey, Favorite music artist probably Post Malone, but I I I I don't want to I don't want to seem cocky, but I definitely have the most diverse music taste on the team. Like I can I can listen to 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 anything like hip hop, pop, uh, rock, country. It's like your game, you're versatile. Exactly. Yeah, you do a little bit of everything. Hey, I don't discriminate. Like if a song is good, the song is good. Who has the worst music taste? If they get the ox, you're like, oh gosh, this isn't this isn't gonna end well. Caleb Grill. Put, put, put that in the headline, actually. Caleb Grill has the worst music taste on the team. <laughs> I do. What does he, he listen to? Metal, rock. Oh, gosh. You, wow. you, you, I would he, not have taken him for a metal guy. Really? I was just about to say that he listens to what you would expect him to listen to when he watch him play. I, I can feel see like, it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just saw, there was just a video, like, two days ago, um, when like in his room, metal music blasting and he's just peacefully sleeping. Like he's just taking a nap while metal's playing in the background. So, 
So yeah, you can definitely put that in the headline. He's gonna get so pissed, but but yeah, I would not give him the ox. <laughs> no way. I love it. Uh, all right, what's your favorite Big Twelve road venue to play in? Which one was maybe hardest to play in, or just you enjoyed playing there the most? I don't know if I don't know if Iowa State fans are gonna like that, but Kansas, obviously. I mean, yeah. that was I actually that. agree with that. I Every, agree yeah. the same thing. It's just, I mean, nothing is better than Hilton. Don't get me wrong, and you know. Uh, Especially, you know, when he gets when he gets packed and rowdy for, for you know, uh, a, pack, a big twelve, a big twelve games. Uh, but you know, definitely Kansas was 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 a, was a was a nice place. Uh, West Virginia, it, it didn't get packed, but their their fan their their student section was was talking hella 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 shit. So that was pretty fun. You can drink beer at the at those games, so I'm sure that that certainly helps. Yeah, Creighton as well. I think they they yeah. sell alcohol too. Yep. Uh, that that was Creighton was a fun Creighton was a fun environment to play uh, and and but yeah, Kansas probably uh, was Virginia. Baylor was pretty fun, uh, just because. But it, it was maybe because it was their last game of the season and they mm-hmm. they were getting ready for the for the celebration. Um, who else? Oh oh oh, uh, Texas Tech. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. completely forgot about Texas Tech. Yeah. They, their student section and they're like their their vibe in the in the arena when they went when they did the the uh the, the what's it called? The surf swag surfing. Yeah, swag, swag surfing. Surf, yeah, that was definitely something to see. So yeah. nothing beats Hilton though, don't get me wrong. All right, which of your teammates should we get on the podcast next? Who else would be good for this? Who else would be good for this? I mean, so all of them can 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 definitely would be interesting, but um you think we can get Robert Jones? Will he come hey, on here? He would. I feel like he would definitely come on here. Robert Jones. Okay. Robert Jones would come here. Uh, I'm trying to even think who who who's still here right now. Uh, maybe Trey. I feel like Trey King would be would be interesting to talk to. You know, okay. just because, you know, maybe his perspective. You know, because he he wasn't able to play, and you know, maybe like you know the his previous previous journey and stuff. Or I mean, say if you can get Zay, but I'm pretty yeah. sure he, he's a little busy right now. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With all this stuff but i feel like i feel like everyone on the team would be you know would be would be willing to come on you know it's was, it was de- it definitely a fun fun time it's definitely a, a fun conversation i was gonna say you'll have to tell them now that uh we're not weirdos we're not trying to make you guys look bad we just want to we just want to talk ball yeah, vouch for us yeah for sure all right man we appreciate you taking the time we loved okay. watching you play this year we look forward to watching yeah. you play next year and uh, we'll talk more down the road all right yeah, so, so what's going to be the headline uh, uh, Caleb Grill's music taste sucks is going to be the headline. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah. Yo, I, I'll, I'll take you up on that. I got you. I got you, man. All right. All right. I appreciate Thanks it. For your time, Jazz. No problem. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.